Here we go. Blog Talk Radio. Live from Washington, D.C., it's quintessential listening. Poetry Online Radio. Now, here's your host, Dr. Michael Anthony Ingram. tonight with Kianga Duffin. Kianga, hello, how are you? Hi, Michael, how are you? I'm good. I am really excited. (laughs) Well, fantastic. I'm glad that you're here with me tonight. As I've had an opportunity to read some of your work, it's beautiful, and I just want you to be yourself tonight and share whatever comes to your mind and to your heart, okay? Thank you, yes. All right. Well, let me ask this beginning question. What is poetry? Yes, uh, for me, poetry is uh, self-expression. Uh, it's a way to, like for me, just to purge. Um, I, I say it in another way, I guess. <laughs> uh, but to just, like, get out that intense emotion that I'm feeling. I, you know, um, some people also think of it, as a form of art, you know, written art. Um, but to me, I mean, that's what poetry is. All right. It's a way to purge. I don't think I've ever heard anyone describe it that way before. Very nice. A way to purge, yeah. to get it out of your system yeah. in a right. way that's not detrimental right. to your system. Right. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> yeah. Why do you think, and this is just a little nuanced question in terms of what I just asked, that it's important? Why is it important? Well, poetry is important because, you know, um, I don't know. It's just like another thing. It's like a painting, you know. It just gives beauty to the world. You know, it's just another, you know, sometimes artistic form. And, for, you know, like for me also, it's necessary because, you know, like I said before, it's a way, you know, to just get out some of that emotion. You know, uh a lot of times, you know, I, when I, I tell people, like, if I know the poem's good if, I'm like, if tears are streaming down my face when I'm done, you know, because it's just mm. so cathartic. Yes, yes. I like that word, cathartic. What are some of the predominant themes of your work? Um, well, eating disorders, um, a little bit of suicide, ideation, and uh, sexual assault, I guess. And then some love. Okay. There's some love. There's some love in there too. All right, all right. Yeah, well, it's a little love in there too. <laughs> just a little love. Just a little love. Please share a poem for us tonight. Okay. Um, how about one about my mother? Um, she is very um, uh, supportive of me. Supportive of me, and is just like a total inspiration. And, uh, you know, she's been around uh, from the beginning of my life. I'm just trying to come up with the perfect one. Okay, this one's called Mama. You bore the life that grew inside me. You nurtured the free soul that was assigned to my helpless, frail body. I can only imagine the primal connection being held in your arms in the beginning. 
the same connection I feel now. Before I knew how to love, I used to just play at your heartstrings. You were my goddess, my temple at which I laid my head and prayed for your protection, your wisdom, your strength, your guidance. You bring the sun on my cloudy days. You are the moon in my quiet night sky. You sat up with me and held me close when I couldn't bear to face this world alone. You gave me dignity when I was ashamed of who I was. I'm so proud you are the lighthouse I steer my boat towards on those cold, stormy nights. My heart aches every time I leave your warm embrace. Onlookers will never understand how deep our instinctual bond grows every day. Thank you. Wow. That was beautiful, Kianga. Thank you. It was beautiful. You shared that you are the lighthouse that I steer my boat towards every day? Yes. Wow. Powerful Uh, line. Yeah. (laughs) Powerful, powerful line. How does a poem begin for you with an idea, a form, or an image? Oh, for me, it begins more with an emotion, like an intense dislike, soul feeling that's this deep and, you know, um, kind of takes over. And I guess, and then I guess it forms an image. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, um, now, do you, <laughs> no, please, yeah, go ahead. please continue. I'm sorry. I interrupted. I'm sorry. All right. Now, do you sit and think through every word of every stanza, or do you write freely and allow the words to flow? I write freely and allow the words to flow, and then I go back and, um, you know, edit and things. But, yeah, it usually tends to flow out at first. Please share another poem. Okay. Um, this one is called A to B. Uh, it's, it's a poem about my eating disorder. It's kind of uh, it's titled A to B because it's basically kind of going, it's anorexia to bulimia. So, okay, here it goes. There is a point when you become tired of the bland and the water. You crave flavor, fullness, sugar soda, a healthy balance. But by then, it's not a choice anymore. You have this goal. You have no choice but to attain. It's your obsession, your breath, your life, your moral fiber. It's so ingrained that you dream of the food and how they'll look when they come back up. It's no longer a lack of food, but an overabundance that you cannot resist. The obsession cannot get out of my head. I have to have them. So then I have to get rid of them. Thank you. Wow. You're really honest in your poetry, Kianga. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, like, I, like I said in my bio, I mean, at first, the only people I would share my poetry with was my therapist and my mom. <laughs> And I never really expected anybody else to hear. 
Well, how does it feel to have other people hear it now? I, feel a I know we're just beginning this journey. <laughs> you like it? Um, I I mean, I'm, I mean, cause I'm not hearing any of what anybody besides you thinks, so, I mean, I feel okay. But well, I good. still do I'm feel sorry. a little naked. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Because I'm here with you. And uh, you're speaking from your heart, you're sharing your story, and that's what's most important. All right? All great writers have great writing influences. Who are some of yours, and what makes them special and or great in your eyes? Well, um, back to my mother. Uh, she's actually a very great writer. And, you know, mm. uh, like I said in my bio also, she uh, used to read great poets to me like Langston Hughes and Lucille Clifton and, and people like that. And um, they're just very inspirational. Uh, another poet who's, uh, you know, I sometimes, somebody actually once told me that one of my poems sounded a little bit like her was uh, Maya Angelou. <laughs> and I was just, oh, like, wow. honored. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, let me actually, I should find that poem. <laughs> That's uh, a pretty good poem. But, yeah, um, you know, um, my mother, you know, writes, and she writes well. She's she's actually a doctor, but, uh, you know, she, writing has uh, was something that, you know, she did to also express herself. And, um, you know, I mean, English wasn't her first language. And so at first, you know, she was put down and told, oh, you can't write. So one day, you know, a you know a black teacher told her, you know, it's like you have a gift, you know, and you need to, you know, use it. And she did, and you know, and she now, and then she instilled that um that uh power in me. Hmm. Very nice. Very nice. What was an early experience where you recognized that poetic language had power? Hmm. Well, I, I think of like you know Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s speeches kind of as poetry, and I think that's power. What he, how he used them to empower people, that's power. I would say. Okay. All right. All right. Please share another poem. Okay, this is the one that uh, somebody said sounded like uh, my Angelo. Uh, it's another kind of eating disorder one. It's about body image, and it's called "I Am Pretty." Am I pretty now? Does the gleam from my chiseled jawbone now cause the heat to rise under your collar? Does the rise in your pants caused from the angular structure of my now right hip bone? The vision of my great Size breath, clouds the memory of your own child's name. How does my corset cinched waist suit your undersized standards? Do you find the words grotesque and cow slipping from your vocabulary? My insidious beauty now slips painfully from the now visible lines of my invisible silhouette. Perfection lies solely in the eyes of the beholder. 
Thank you. That does sound like Maya Angelou. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Very lyrical. Very lyrical. As you think about writing a poem, what are some of the most prevalent ingredients that go into the concoction that we call a poem? What goes into it? Um, well, for me, you know, when I started writing it, and a lot of times when I write, it's not to produce a poem. It's just okay. to get it out. And then sometimes it just, well, <laughs> I, you know, when I show it to people or read it to people, you know, they're like, well, that's a poem. And, you know, and then I'm like, okay. And uh, then I kind of, you know, rework it, you know, sometimes to make it look more like a poem and sound a little bit more like what I think a poem would is. Anything else goes into it, into the creation of one? Oh, no. Share another poem for us. Okay. I'll start one second. I had them all out here, and then I just, like, um, and I, like, maybe I shouldn't read that one. <laughs> okay. Um. Okay, here's another one about eating disorder. It's called Vomit. It says, um, get out. You can't stay. I never wanted you in me. Temptation led to a moment of weakness, and I gave you power. But now you must leave. With every ounce of my being, I will force myself to expel you from within me. The physical pain outweighs the future mental anguish that comes with you lying within my sin. I must rip you out, tear you out, scream and cry you out of my existence. Can't live with you inside of me. Whilst praying to the porcelain God, I consider myself. I examine the bloody food-covered toothbrush in my hand. I look in the mirror and watch the tears rolling down my face intermingle with the snot and bile, surra- bile surrounding my mouth. I feel my, my now empty stomach and a wave of satisfaction and mortification washes over me. Thank you. Sorry. Wow. That was so powerful, Kianga. Yeah. Finding a way to release. Sorry if my dog barks in the background. <laughs> oh, it's no, <laughs> no That's no problem. Finding a way to release and to get it out of your system must be so important. I'm glad you found a way to Definitely. do that. Thank you. Please share another. 
Okay, uh, this is another one about my mother. Um, I kind of wrote it for, it was, uh, a, it was for my poetry class that I took. It was, you know, uh, to just kind of write a poem about a picture. So, um, it was a picture of me and my mother, uh, me as like probably four or five and we're embracing and, uh, in, uh, at the National Mall. Okay, so this poem's called Me and You. There. We are embracing in the dying grass, more in love than ever. I am pastor size, three shades darker, same nose, same eyes. The warmth of your motherly embrace radiates through the photograph, inviting me into memories. My cheeky grin, accompanied by your humble smile, when it used to be. The two of us against the world. Thank you. Let's take a brief break and we'll be right back. Uh, like when I write 
uh, poetry about love and stuff. You know, it, it makes me it feels it fills me with joy and love um, and just happiness. Okay, okay. Well, please share another poem. Share a poem about love. Okay, hold on. Okay, so it's one that's called Morning. <laughs> Just put them all in one long list. Okay, here we go. Morning. Uh, this is about uh, my fiance. Um, you know, just you know, we lie in bed Sunday mornings and stuff, and uh, and it's just it was just about my observation. Okay, so this is called Morning. Entwined in blankets and sheets, as is your heart with mine. Early morning is the time for reading, as you quietly snore by my side. I lightly question the expression on your pale face, as your blue eyelids flutter and dance in a dream. I write another line in a short piece, as you stir and your musk fills my nose. You are my everything, as I am yours. Thank you. Wow. You know, some poets claim that a poem is like a living creature. Once it's out there, there's not much you can do to correct or improve it, while others edit meticulously, not leaving much from the original draft form. What is your take on it? I'm kind of in the middle. You know, at first, when I was right, when I started writing, um, and I uh, started taking a poetry class, and I would submit my poems, and you know, I would get feedback. I was just kind of like, no, I don't want to change it. <laughs> I like the way it is. Um, but then, you know, sometimes I see, you know, like especially comments from my teacher and stuff like that. You know, I say, okay, well, yeah, okay, I guess that does make it sound better or that does look better and stuff. So it could be both ways, you know. Mm-hmm. Wow. I enjoy hearing you read your work. Please share another poem. Okay. Uh, this poem is about depression. Uh, it's called For Those Who Love Me. I feel depressed. I wish you could just know when to touch me and when not to. I don't want to have to explain why I don't want to get out of bed today. There will be days when I won't be able to stop the tears from falling. I can't explain why sometimes I need to express the pain I feel emotionally, in a physical way. My emotions may be volatile, and even though this can apply to my love for you, in the end, I still want you to be the one I push away when I can't stand to go on. I don't want to laugh at your jokes today or listen to you rant on about one stupid thing or another. Sometimes I don't want you to love me because I am not fit to be loved. Please read my thoughts and know when I'm all when all I want from you is just your presence. The word fragile should be stamped on my forehead so you could have known what you were getting yourself into. Thank you. The word fragile should be stamped on my forehead. <laughs> <laughs> you have truly a way with words. Oh, thank you. You really, really do. Do you think that you were meant to be a poet? 
<laughs> no. <laughs> I just, you know, like I said before, it's just it's just something that helps me. You know, it's, I, I don't think it's, like, really like a calling. It's just something that helps me so much that, you know, uh, I like doing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I if my words help other people, you know, I've never really thought about that. But if they do help other people, you know, I think that's amazing too. Well, I'm so glad you said that because I believe that your words will help other people. But people can identify okay. with what you're sharing, and that and that's what's critically important because it's not always about ourselves. It's sometimes our 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 being able to help others. And, and help others when we mm-hmm. don't know that we're helping others. I'm sure there's someone yeah. tonight listening to this thinking, wow, that young woman is inc- amazingly courageous to share her story like she's sharing it. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking Thank that, you. and I'm an old man. I'm, I'm thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's wonderful. I really do. <laughs> you know, there's an Thank image you. of poets being overcome with inspiration and having to write everything out of nowhere and at once. Does this ever happen to you? Did you overcome with inspiration? Yes, yes. Uh, sometimes I, you know, I, ha- I have I have the word on my phone, and sometimes I just like just begin writing <laughs> because it's just like it's coming out. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, sometimes it does just overtake you. <laughs> you know, so I, I definitely carry my phone with me all everywhere. So when it overtakes you, who do you become? Is your persona different as a poet than it is as Kianga every in everyday life? No, I don't think so. Um, just you know, maybe I just might select my words differently, but I still the same meaning that I have in my in my daily life. I, mean, I think of myself as the same person. It's just you know. Um, Maybe not the, the 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 out loud person, but I mean, if you saw saw me, you know, I have a lot of tattoos and piercings and stuff, and I'm I'm just kind of out there. So I think you know sometimes okay. I might not say things, but I'm physically out there too. So my poetry is like out there too. Oh wow! Wow, very nice, very nice. Now, what has surprised you most about being a poet? What surprised you the most? That I was actually a poet. <laughs> that surprised me. I mean, like I mean, I said before. I mean, I just wrote to get it out of my head and out of my soul. And people told me, "Okay, that's poetry." And I was just very surprised because you know, I mean, reading or listening to my mother read poetry and her writing and stuff. You know, I was always thought that was just an amazing thing to do, and I never thought that I could do it, but, yeah, that, that, mm-hmm. so that surprised me. Well, you're doing it. Have you thought about writing a book? <laughs> My mom says I should. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> what would if you can convince me, Michael, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've already talked about how your work could potentially help others. It's already uh-huh. helping you just in terms of yeah. continuing to embrace who you are. I mean, those right. are two strengths in itself. 
you know, to be able sure. to put it on paper because, again, it's very powerful. It's very eloquent. Um, I think you've got what it takes wow. to write a book. Thank you. How Thank many you. poems have you written so far? How many poems have you written so far? Um, I'd say maybe 15. You know, um, or maybe more than that. I, I kind of throw some out and, you know, don't claim to mm-hmm. them. And so. so let's say that you were a published poet, all right? Kianga Let's say that you were a published poet, all right? And you had written this book, and you had to convince your friends and or colleagues to to read it. What would you say? I think I would say, you know, um, you know, uh, I mean, my poetry, a lot of it is, you know, just about pain. So, you know, if you need somebody to relate to you, you know, and mm-hmm. probably feel what you might be feeling, you know, you can read this and see that I'm feeling the same way or... Or, um, you know, if you want to see the real me, you know, you, or understand the real me, you know, you can read this and, you know, you can see inside my soul. If you had to have a famous poet serve as a mentor, who would you want it to be? Uh, probably Maya Angela. Tell me more about that. <laughs> um, well, I just, I find her very inspirational. Um, I think, you know, she is a great poet and, uh, uh, you know, a strong black woman, you know, uh, somebody, mm-hmm. you know, I strive to be. And uh, just a really uh, respectable person. Mm. All qualities that you possess. Oh, thank you. You with me? Yes. Yeah, I said thank you. Oh, I'm sorry if you didn't hear me. <laughs> okay. Share. I know you've yeah. only got a few more poems left, but share one more for us, please. Okay. Uh, this one's called Perfection. It's another one about uh, self-image. Okay. Uh, darkness creeps into the soul and mind until one day the light it does find. And from there the end has begun, but it is far too late to turn and run. The first seed is planted with a single word, said under breath, not meant to be heard. But I still heard it just the same. It shook my core and rattled my brain. Insidiously, it took over my being. It took my air to stop me from breathing. I will never be what you had wished for, and I will never amount to anything more. From my past, I will always run, because perfection will never come. Thank you. Mm. That was a rhyming one. <laughs> 
how do you feel about rhyming poetry? Some people feel that it's passe and that we shouldn't do it anymore. Others are di- indifferent about it. How do you feel? Um, I think if it's done in a good way, you know, uh, sometimes I, I see poets and it's just like they pull words out of wherever just to make them rhyme and it doesn't really mm-hmm. make sense, you know. So I think if you do mm-hmm. that, that's not good. But, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, like a good song, you know, rhymes. So, you know, and I think they have meaning. So, yeah, I, I think uh, you can go either way with it. Well, I mean, that brings up a question. What makes a poem good? Gee, I, believe, I know it's a very subjective uh, question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. For me, if I can see and feel what the poet was probably seeing and feeling or hearing or whatever um, senses that they were using or emotions, if, if I can feel that or see it, you know, sense that, um, I think that's a good poem, a good poem. Okay. okay. As you think about being creative, and you are very creative, what does that mean to you? I, I'm sorry. I I don't really think of myself as creative. You, you don't think of yourself as being creative. The no, way that you're I able just, to pull like words I... together and mesmerize people, you don't think that you're that you're creative. Uh, I just I just feel like um, I mean I think of creative as. Someone else? Just yeah, I'm sorry. I, I didn't have uh, yeah. <laughs> well, what would it take for you to feel as if you're creative? Um, I guess uh, maybe if I wrote more poems and stuff, and you know, maybe from different. Of you, maybe I could. I'm not sure. I, I just I don't think that highly of myself. So I, I mean, as you can tell from my poetry, but um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that your poetry is extremely creative. Um, it's very touching. As I said earlier, it's extremely lyrical. You can visualize it, you can feel it, all the things that are necessary to me that makes up a person being creative. I think you've got what it takes. I really, really do. I'm not just saying that because I'm, well, I'm just hosting this show and you're my 158th guest. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Uh, I believe you know your stuff, sir. (laughs) Let's take a brief break and we'll be right back, okay? Okay. All right.
We are back. I am Michael Anthony Ingram. I'm here with Kianga Dauphin. The program itself is a call-in show. So if you have questions for Kianga, the call-in number is 646-787-1631. Kianga, please share another poem. Okay. Uh, this one is called Lost Child. It's about sexual assault. Um, I, I was in the military and I experienced sexual assault, so I just wrote a poem about it. Always a child. That is how they refer to me. They say I haven't grown up, but yet they don't know how I had to grow up so fast. You were my hero. The chocolate mocha skin met mine in a sea of rosy hues. And I was your sister. You were my guide. You were to guide me and mold me in your image. But you had other plans. To buku was the line from that one movie. But you crushed my flower anyway. You bathed in my innocence, but I was a drowning fool. You were twice my size, physically and chronologically. You helped yourself to my naivety and made me believe that it was all my manufacturing. Where does trust go when it is rent from your hand, like a punishment after you grip the bird to the point of suffocation? Where do you go after the burning building that you had been sitting in collapses on your head? Who do you tell when the shame and guilt feels like it rests squarely on your shoulders? Thank you. Wow. You know, you'll never know who you've touched tonight, Kianga, by speaking uh-huh, through, you. through poetry. You'll never know. That that's, that will be wonderful. I mean, if people, you know, were able to get some comfort that other people mm-hmm. experience the same pain. Yes. Yes, I am so proud of you. Your willingness to share your personal story. Do you have one more for us? Yeah. Um, This one is another one I wrote for my poetry class. I can't really remember what the theme was, but it's called Pieces. She turns over the brown cardboard box, out tumbles, the million little pieces of my life. I sit down and slowly start connecting the splinters of different hues and silhouettes, trying to create what I think will be a perfect picture. It is hard determining where the pieces go with no reference guide. The nonlinear path is tedious. Sometimes pieces do not fit together, even though you really want them to. The picture takes a shape that I have no control over. Colors become clearer and images come into focus. Two years ago, I began to notice rays of sunlight reflecting off of light brown eyes. I wondered where the jagged edges of peach and eddies of smoke would fit into the desolate backdrop of skin and pain. More and more, Fragments came together, and the vision that I had been looking for was of you. Thank you. 
Wow. You know, so much is happening in the world today. We're recently yeah. experiencing a pandemic, hopefully, which will be over soon, hopefully. What do you do uh-huh. as being the role what do you view as being the role of a poet in modern day society? I'm like, I guess poets can be inspiring and uh, give hope. And, um, like, uh, I believe in, like, common humanity, of, you know, understanding that everybody suffers and, you know, you should, uh, you know, you should be aware that everybody suffers and, and uh, you know, just understand that, you know, um, and I think poetry can help, you know, people see that, that everybody suffers, so you're not going through it alone. And, um, you know, we can come together and, you know, lift each other up. How do we do that, Kianga? How do we lift each other up? We live in such a splintered world. How do we do that? <laughs> That's a really good question. Um, uh, you know, uh, just loving one another. You know, I believe, uh, you know, love is what makes the world, or is what should make the world go around. And right now, I think money makes the world go around. But yes. in your story, <laughs> I, I believe love should make the world go around and uh, that we should love one another and be kind to one another. You know, something I try to practice every day. You know, I smile. Even my mask that I wear says I'm actually smiling. <laughs> so, mm. you know, um, I try to smile and be polite and just even if somebody's mask you're rude to me, I try to say thank you, okay, you know, I will take that into consideration or, you know, something. And, you know, um, I just think being kind and understanding of what other people are going through and um, try to live in other people's shoes you know, um, is very important. Empathy. Empathy, yeah, definitely. And sympathy, yeah. Yes, very, very important. Now, are you active on Facebook or Twitter? And if so, how does it fit into your writing? I'm not really active on uh, any social media. I, I do have a Facebook, but um, I rarely go on it. Um I, I, I'm okay. I will admit I'm a little bit older, so I don't okay. really know too much about the social media. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so I, yeah, I don't know about too much social media. I think I might have had a MySpace, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> MySpace. <laughs> right. <laughs> about Twitter the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like my mom now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. Now that you're going to be famous now, <laughs> as a result of being on this show, <laughs> you'll need to open up a Twitter page, a Facebook page, okay. Instagram page. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. To find more about what you're okay. planning to do with your work. 
Well, let me ask this question. This is right. a fun question. All poets okay. have several words that come up over and over and over again in their work, words that they just can't help but using. What are three of your absolute favorite words to use? You? I, I know that. <laughs> you, for some reason, that comes up a lot. <laughs> um, um, uh, I just love sometimes some of that a few times. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm just kind of looking right now, and I see you a lot. <laughs> okay. All right. Um. I don't really know any other ones. Uh, well, let me ask this question. Do you have a special place that you go to to write, or is just anywhere, anytime? Anywhere, anytime. Like I said, but I carry my phone, and sometimes I'll be in the car, you know, or mm-hmm. sometimes even in the bathroom. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Poking my head out of the shower. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Very nice. Well, we're going to close out here shortly, but I would like to hear one more poem, if that's okay. Okay. Um, this one is called Existence. Um, I don't really remember when I wrote it or really. Uh, I know it was kind of like about, you know, um, a little suicidal ideation and stuff, but, uh, yeah, it's called existence. I forget sometimes what it's like to be alive with little vulgarisms and beats reply my heart. I don't know if I'm coming or going, like as if, like as if the air in my lungs is trying to decide whether or not to exist. With every throb of my head, I am reminded that this existence is certainly most real and most unjust. I don't know if the sick joke of a state of being is someone's parody of a lackluster dream or just simply like these idly strewn together cliché of words. Thank you. Wow. You know, Kiana, you're exactly the reason why a show like this exists, to provide a form for a person who hasn't written 3,000 poems and isn't jaded to the poetry profession, for someone to just share her work and stand in her truth. In my <laughs> mind, you are a quintessential poet. Wow. Thank you. I really appreciate that. That means a lot for coming from you. I know you. I know you're a very esteemed, uh, you know, person in poetry. So yeah, thank you so much. Well, I'm not that esteemed, but uh, <laughs> I appreciate it. But I'm just telling the truth. Uh, this is why a show like this exists to give people opportunities to just speak their truth. And I am so proud of you. Uh, I want to hear more of your work. I want there to be a book from you whenever you're ready for that. Keep writing, whether you share it with others or not. I mean, again, that's 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 on you. But I know uh-huh. the way that you touch people, the way that you touch people. You touched me tonight. And, wow, um, thank you. You've got a new fan. <laughs> thank you. 
<laughs> so I want you to start thinking Michael. about. Well, we can we can talk privately about things in which you can do to get your work published. Um, I need to be publishing myself, but uh, there's some things that we can talk about <laughs> in terms of submitting your work to different um, journals and things like that. So I'll be in touch. All right. Okay. <laughs> I look forward to hearing from you. Yes, and I want to thank you again and give my best to your mom. <laughs> uh, she's listening. <laughs> she? when I made a comment about uh, uh, when I made a comment about you know I I feel like my mother when we were talking about um you know uh oh, uh what are those called again uh social media she she sent me yes. a text saying not funny. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I can tell that she's an incredible person. (laughs) She's an incredible person. So she's raised an incredible daughter, and uh, I wish you nothing but the best. Yes, I can tell that. I wish she was on the air with you tonight, sharing some of her poetry. (laughs) Maybe we can arrange that for the future. (laughs) For the both of you. Oh, definitely. One day, yes, she needs to. Yes, that wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be nice? Oh yeah, definitely. We'll make that happen. Okay. Well, okay. I want to thank you again for being with me, and I want to thank our listening audience, as always, for for listening. And as I share every week, let poetry ring. Until next time, take care. Good night, everybody. Good night, Kianga. Good night. Good night. Thank you for having me. Good night. You have just listened to the Quintessential Listening Poetry Online Radio Podcast with your host, Dr. Michael Anthony Ingram. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. And make sure to catch our next episode.